very pleasured to have our first guest as a member of the Kimberley Sterling generation himself. Uh, well, all I know is he's spent a lot of time around Beagle Bay, uh, taken from uh, the Halls Creek area. And with that, uh, took his hardship and all the strengths that carried him through life to go and see other parts of the country. And rumors also tell me his uh, travels uh, took him abroad as well. I'm talking about the very handsome, well, I always thought so, Johnny Cooper. Hello. Cooper. Hello, Hello. Hello, dear. Nice to touch base with you again. It's been a few years. Yeah, I, could, I didn't recognize you first, uh, but my God, he's more than I can appreciate today because I'm in your company and with a crowd here. My God, you know, he's uh, lifted my spirit up. Thank you. Because, you know, what just popped in my head and it's part of that conversation of taking, uh, having a, revisiting, but after that many years we haven't really spoken, uh, but... Today is also the anniversary of my cousin Kevin, who, oh my golly, <laughs> was just one of your biggest followers. And uh, to have you with us, it's, it's an honor. Thank you. My God, thank you very much. And uh, it's more than an honor for myself, too, being in, uh, being in the presence of individuals like you and others around here. No, no. The things I've heard with uh, the strength you've mastered over the years and the challenges you've overcome, John, it's just amazing that you're still around with us, still have that strength and motivation and more than anything, still a very strong vision without that negativity that goes along with being taken away. What what do you remember about being taken away and well, one of the stolen generations? Well, being taken away from Halls Creek, I was taken away from Lambu Station. Uh, from Lambu Station at the age of three. Mother was a full-blood Aborigine, father was English, he, he was lieutenant in the army, but when he left the army, he went to Halls Creek because uh, in, the, in the 30s they opened the gold mines are up in the gap there in the Halls Creek. But when Dad died, I couldn't stay with my full-blooded mother, so it was the government policy to, to take all half-caste kids away from their full-blooded mothers. And uh, that's how I got sent to Beagle Bay. Being a half-caste, I got taken away by, in 1946. With about, oh, it was a big truck, old Ernie Bridges truck, and um, there were quite a few of us, over 30. You know, both girls and men and... Uh, both males and females. At the age of three and uh, ten, nine, eight, and uh, we were all kids when we were taken away. It was sad, but uh, the policy, but at that time I didn't understand nothing, but taking, taking me to Beagle Bay, in later years I 
I acknowledge it because being brought up under the missionaries over there, they taught us everything. They gave us good education, taught us traits and you know, traits, skills of all description, of all levels. And I can't thank them enough. I'll use the word again by saying what they've done for me too is more than I can appreciate. Because with the education and the togetherness, it made me so welcome. So when I traveled interstate from Beagle Bay as a young man, over borderlines here in Australia, I've traveled every state except Tasmania. But every state in Australia I've traveled when I was a young adult. I worked as a concrete man, as a, as a carpenter, trades I've been taught. I've been taught everything and uh, like I, I'll mention myself again that by saying the education we got from the missionaries, the skills, even the full-blood Aborigines, Males and females, besides half cars and whatever. When we left Beagle Bay and we went interstate over borderline, they themselves had good skills and they were, they were they had good jobs with good money and whatever. So. What was it like coming home? I, I remember seeing you for the first time, or well, we were told you were. Uncle Billy, for brother, Billy Lawford, God bless. And it was like, you were no different to Uncle Billy. I mean, you guys were the same, uh, very much. And it, except you had a little bit of an edge about being out and about there. What was it like in that big old world? Where's this? Well, with your travels over Eastern everywhere. Oh, throughout my travels, it was a, it was an eye opener. Uh, traveling all around Australia except Tasmania, and having good good quality jobs. Like I said, uh, being brought up under missionaries, and but besides that, I was uh, I was a bit naive. I was a bit naive, but traveling over and meeting. Uh, human beings of all different descriptions, what I mean descriptions of overcoat, you, the color, creed, color and nationality, I couldn't get over it because I thought we were the only nationalities around, you know, but traveling around has woken me up and I couldn't, I could not get over it. I could not get over it. My God, there, there are other human, humans around as well. And there are other humans around as well who suffer, so, suffer a lot, you know. I couldn't get over it. But it was an education. It was another education for me that lifted me right up to the highest of levels, which I didn't realize before. But watching fellow humans uh, suffering under circumstances of different different levels, and I got I got another education. That's where the education, another education, added up to my levels. What eventually brought you home? Called you back to country. Back to. Back home. What, what what called you back to country? Back to Beagle Bay? Yeah. Well, when I when I was working over at Alice Springs as a chippy and I was working with some of my family, so I never thought I was con- I never knew I was connected onto them, but I found that out later on, like Danny Howard, Ronnie Howard. And uh, I was related to the whole to Ronnie and Danny and uh, Leo Cabalas and that through the through my family, the Buttons family. And uh, they, with Danny and Ronnie and Leo and them, they're all part connected with me too from the button side of it. 
But the question you just asked now that uh, I work my, with them, with, with my bubblies and that over there in Alice Springs, and I work around there as a chippy, as a cabinet a trade I was taught in Beagle Bay. But in 1975, I decided to travel overseas, so my, my first travel overseas was to uh, London, to England. And I stayed in Tooting back in Surrey, south of London. I stayed in London for, in England for nine months. Traveled around and I couldn't get over what I discovered over there. I mean, the nationalities and there were borderlines so close together right, right throughout Europe. And I could not get over when I had a look and I seen, you know, I seen uh, human beings and I could not get over the fact that all different nationally brown, pink, and I thought to myself, my God, the very paintings we do on the walls or the buildings, I didn't realize by going overseas, by the color of the paintings and whatever you do on, on the buildings and that, you've got human beings of the same description in other parts of the world. And this has lifted me up so much that I realized a lot of things too, and like I've mentioned before, about uh, the disadvantages that they have overseas. Because overseas, they're not like here in Australia. In Australia, where, um, uh, I'd, I'd consider myself very fortunate too, being born in Australia, because overseas, throughout the other parts of the world where I've traveled, I uh, couldn't get over, that they're all under dictatorship, that's why there's so much problems overseas. So I, I just thought I'd travel and after nine months I lived over in England, right throughout England and part of England and I came back to Australia and when I came back to Australia the very same day, I ran into Graham Rogers, I don't know if he's still alive, Graham if you're listening mate, I said if you're, not, if you're still alive, I haven't seen you for years but uh, Thanks very much for what you've done for me too, because when I came back with my passport, he, Graham had an, his son, young son, had an accident, I think, on a bike or a motorbike, and he, could, he had to attend with his young son who was underage. And because I was in Darwin at the time when I came back, and before I could book into a hotel, he asked me, oh, you just got back. They told me you just got back from England. Yes. And he said, well, he said, the, the company I'm working for, Shorthorn on Trading Company, the Shorthorn on Trading Company, of course, at the time was with British and the Chinese in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong was still under the British rules. And he said to me, would you like to take my position for a while because I have to tend to my son? I said, most certainly. So he introduced me to the captain, to the captain and the rest of the crew there. And I, got a, I, I took over his job as a cattle supervisor because I was taught that too when I was in Beagle Bay by the by the by the uh, by the missionaries, I was taught all that, and uh, I took over that job of Graham, and from there on, I stayed with that company for nine years, and I covered countries like right throughout Southeast Asia and right throughout Southern East Africa, and when I was over in Southeast Asia, I got to know the country very well, and right through the Middle East, and I was in that area there when the when Gaddafi uh, toppled the Shah of Iran. I've seen a lot, I've witnessed that, and my God, it gave me an education, and I've seen from adults, from kids to adults, how they suffer in the other parts of the world, and I could not get over it, and I thought to myself, my God, and I spoke to myself, John, you're very, very lucky that you was brought up in a place called Australia. And even just being 
a member of the Starling Generation, uh, learning all those skills would have been uh, just been of asset. Our guest is uh, John Cooper. John, well, he really is a man that just stands alone in his own right. He's been around for a long, long time. It's like he's never, ever, ever be, uh, been away. He's one of the Kimberley Stolen Generations, came back here and uh, connected back with family after travels. John, you ever you met your white family? You ever connected there with your father's family? My father, my father was alive. I met my father. I knew my father. He, he was in Hall, uh, Lambu. But when I came back, my the other parts of my family from the white side, from the dead side, they were looking for me at, at a certain time, but I wasn't around in Beagle Bay because I left and I was overseas. But uh, they came looking for me, they couldn't find me, but when I got back from overseas and I went back to Beagle Bay, uh, I don't know, they got the message that I was back in Beagle Bay from overseas and whatever, and they came looking for me the second time and they, they found me in Beagle Bay, my, from the wife's side, my cousins, my sisters, and uh, then uh, they made arrangements for me to have a reunion, to have a reunion in uh, Kabulshians in the... Uh, over the Sunshine Coast. So I agreed with that and they came and saw me and they introduced themselves from, to some friends of mine around Beagle Bay. Then I went down to Kabulcha and I met a lot of my family and it was very surprising from the, from the white side how big a family I had. And uh, when they got to know me, I went over there and I stayed with them for a while and they got to know me and uh, today we're the best of friends and my cousins, my brothers, my nephews, my sisters, we're the best of friends, and uh, we'll never we'll never go apart again. But and I I told them you don't you don't worry about nothing. What they had done that's not that's got nothing to do with you and the rest of the family. What they had done that's it's not a mistake. Whatever happens has happened. I still love the each and every one of you. And they got to know about my attitude, my whatever. And today we're there, the whole lot of us together. That's one. And just after that reunion, I suppose, did you feel complete? Complete, I felt, I felt completed in a way. I was very happy to meet the white side of my family, because I knew the full side of my family, the full blood. But I, I felt very happy, I said, you know, I felt very happy because from the side of my family I realized from dead side, even from the white side, they they were good. They were they were good products, you know. And I'm, what I mean by products, they very good uh, human beings, you know, beautiful species, you know, like humans as human beings, whether they were white, black, or whatever. But from the white side, it reminded me that they were beautiful human beings, and and we became, we came together, and I felt very happy and complete. Yes, I felt very complete today because we're one. Like you, like you, beautiful human being. So what's Coop? up to these days what does Johnny Cooper do when he's just Johnny Cooper at, at Beagle I just travel around the place in Beagle Bay just I reminisce about the past and I, I, uh, I miss the past I miss my friends of yesteryear because the the days of yesteryear the full blood half cast and people of all different nationalities were different uh, in a mix, mixture wise you know together as part Aborigines and part Asians and part white and 
and even full blood in the days of yesteryear. I miss them very much because even those full bloods of yesteryear, they were very highly skilled, they could speak different languages, and uh, the uh, the missionaries taught us everything about you know the uh, Latin background, the language, and the German background, and the language, they taught us the whole lot. And even like I, I'll mention myself again by saying even the full blood were very highly skilled. The full blood of yesteryear, there were no excuse. Well disciplined, and they they were same like the part Asians, Aborigines, and part part uh, Aborigines who are half caste whites and whatever. They were like us, the full blood in the days of yesteryear. They were skillful, smart, and well disciplined. It's more than my God, I'll use the word again. And uh, in the time frame of yesteryear, with these beautiful human beings of all different nationalities. I thank God and I tell God thank you very much for it. John Cooper, they don't make him like that anymore and like you. Thank you for talking. Thank you very us. much and uh, I I just like to let you know the nationalities of yesterday, I love them very much. All different nationalities, beautiful, beautiful human beings. Loving them very much and it's, I can't I can't go any further because Love knows no bounds. Thank you very much. You've been hearing John Cooper's story, a member of the Kimberley Stolen Generation, the zoo broadcast from their premises here on Herbert Street. It's the day they out as part of the Native Focus Voice Treaty and Truth. <laughs> 